Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode of Mixed Feelings. I'm your host, Kira Bria, and today I am doing something a little bit different. I decided to paint while I talk to you about my mental health because I have received some updates. Obviously, if you're listening on podcasts, you will just be listening, and you may hear some ASMR painting sounds, and I apologize for that, Uh, but feel free to watch on YouTube if you want. Before we get into today's episode, don't forget to subscribe on Patreon and on YouTube. I'm trying to get to 10k on YouTube, so it'd be really cool if you guys could head over and subscribe. Yeah, let's get into today's episode. Why do I feel like Bob Ross right now? So the reason that I wanted to talk about my mental health is because, you know, I feel like a lot of people can relate right now, especially if you're in Canada and you're back in lockdown, like I am. Uh, mental health seems to be like number last, last on the Canadian government's concerns for their people. Um, so yeah, we're back in lockdown and obviously this is like our, what, fourth, fifth lockdown. I don't even know, but it's hard. It's hard to, especially if you're a young person in your twenties, there's no way your mental health is not suffering right now. Like Either you have anxiety or depression or a myriad of other, obviously, a myriad of other potential mental health issues. Or even if, like, the thing is, I bet the happiest person in the world is still pretty bummed right now. Like, I don't know how you wouldn't be. And that's okay, but, you know, I finally, this brush is super in my way. I have finally gotten diagnosed, like, officially with anxiety um and i also found out that i have ocd which i don't know why nobody told me that i would have loved to have that information um and obviously like i guess i i it's not severe enough of a case that somebody would have told me already kind of thing but i still feel like somebody could have told me already i think part of it is like a lot of us just don't really know a lot about specific mental illnesses that were categorized in a certain way like I don't know OCD I remember it kind of always just being portrayed as somebody who's like super tidy which up until I moved out on my own I was not tidy at all now I I clean more now than I ever have in my entire life oh by the way this painting what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna I'm gonna fill it with dots like that overlap each other and then I'm gonna draw a tree on top and I'm I got this idea from my friend like I didn't think to do this on my own so don't be like oh wow that's cool I didn't make this up anyway um (laughs) so yeah I always thought OCD was like being super duper clean not the case at all when you look up the symptoms it's like counting which I have always done it's like repetitive counting like whether in or out of your head i catch myself self counting a million times throughout the day it's just something i've always done and i think what i started to realize is the things that i've always done that are like very much stereotypical behaviors of someone who has ocd i just kind of thought everyone did that like i don't know and same thing with my anxiety like Uh, you know, the way I felt and feel 
And the way I, you know, sometimes when you have anxiety, like you just can't breathe and there's just all these thoughts in your head that you, you know, the vibes and I, you just feel like, doesn't everybody experience this? And I guess not. Like, I guess you're not supposed to just like go into panic attacks in the middle of the night. Um, news to me. Like, I just really thought everybody was rocking with that. But yeah, so I have started to take medication. Uh, I think it takes a long time to work, though. But, you know, I know a few people who are also on the same medication or on medication, period, for anxiety. Oh, I didn't even finish this. I didn't even finish this circle over here. My excuse is, like, they can look unfinished because they're going to be covered by another painting, but I don't know if you're actually allowed to. I mean, I, I am the artist. I have creative control and I can do whatever I want. Anyways, um, yeah, I'm excited to see if I do begin to feel better or and what better feels like because it's like I've always just been inside my head and I've always been a super anxious person. And I remember when I was little, I don't remember how young I was. I was probably in grade like three or something. I remember when I got home, my mom had just bought this book about like anxiety and how to deal with anxiety for kids. And I was like, what is this? And she didn't really like explain much to me. She just was like, here you go. And I started reading it. And I think I was kind of like weirded out about the fact that like there was something wrong with me, but not wrong enough for us to like actually talk about it. You know what I mean? It's just like, oh, I, I'm, I didn't know how to receive that because when you're like, how old are you in grade three, like eight or nine, you don't really know what anxiety is like as a concept. I probably just started to grasp it in recent years, like what it really means to have anxiety. I did not know really what the definition of anxiety alone meant, let, in, let alone what it meant in regards to my mental health. Like I didn't understand any of these concepts. So when I was just presented with like material on it, I was kind of just like, okay, fuck this. Like, and I think that's, the way, you know, we are introduced to a lot of mental health issues and we don't necessarily know what anything really means. Like, you need a better entry point to mental health than, you know, learning about it in school or like just being bought a book on it. Like, I, and okay, I'm not saying it's bad to learn about it in school. I'm saying the way they teach it in school is absolute bull because you don't learn about what it looks like. They just make you like memorize the different types of mental disorders and maybe memorize like one trait, but not like, in a way that's useful. It'll be like, what is schizophrenia? And you'll be like, oh, it's something that might occur from, as a trauma response. And then they give you an A and you move on with your life. You know what I mean? I don't even think, I don't think we learned about OCD. I don't think we learned about OCD and I don't think we learned 
like I know that they talked about they at least talked about depression I don't even think they really talked about anxiety but the way they talk about it is so like impersonal I would say I would say it's very scientific it's very impersonal they do it in a way that is not like gonna cater to you possibly figuring out that you might have this you know what I mean and obviously like on one hand you shouldn't like self-diagnose but also sometimes you kind of have to um like it's good to get medical confirmation but if you're presented with an accurate like description of what it is if I was presented of an accurate description of what OCD is like a lot of it is about you know having obsessive thoughts and intrusive thoughts and not being able to make them go away and then having to do specific compulsions because you're having those thoughts. And sometimes you need to just see that written out or like written in a certain way to get it right. But me watching Glee and having one character with OCD in Glee is not gonna make me realize that I have OCD because I just remember her being a clean freak. But even though, listen, the thing is, even though I am kind of a clean freak, it's not in the the way you think of a clean freak. You know what I'm saying? And it shows up really differently in a way that I had no clue that I had this until very recently. And the only reason I started to like actually, you know, pay more attention to the possibility of me having, having anxiety, get this, is from watching Vanderpump Rules. Which is like, I know that's really ridiculous, but if you know Lala and Vanderpump, she has anxiety and she she has like, um, sorry, I didn't mean to laugh when I said that she had anxiety. It's not funny. It's the fact that when I think of her, I think of, I think of her lying in bed with her head propped up and she's like sucking on a, what's it called? It's not a, it's not a pacifier. It's like a little, like, it's like a baby, baby's bottle. You know what I'm saying? Like with the little gummy top. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I'm not judging. Do what you need to do to get through. But yeah, she said, she was like, I'm on a low dose anxiety medication, blah, blah, blah. And I just remember that scene. Cause she was like literally in her bed sucking on that thing. And she was like, I'm on a low dose of anxiety medication. And I was like, oh shit, you can get that. <laughs> and I just think it's very hilarious that my inspiration to really take care of my mental health came from a reality show called Vanderpump Rules. And that's because like, that was the first time I even knew that it could really, I don't know, I guess even really be treated. I didn't know that you could get treated for anxiety. I don't know why. I just thought if you had anxiety, it's like, okay, I thought everybody had anxiety and you just have to deal with it. Apparently you don't, but think of how useful it would have been for me to have that information earlier, which is something that I think like, I wish schools cared about or the government or I don't know some, I just, I really feel, I really don't feel mentally taken care of in this society. I know that's not a hot take, but it's like the amount of neglect when you really think about it is really crazy because like even, you know, I, I feel that we should be able to know more about mental illnesses the way 
we are taught so much about like physical problems and you also sometimes I think about like the emphasis on presenting as physically fit and how that's always been perceived as paramount to like mental fitness quote unquote or mental health you know what I'm saying like since we were little what was important was looking skinny regardless of if you were a healthy skinny or an unhealthy skinny the importance was looking skinny at any cost and it's like that obviously didn't serve well even in a physical aspect but not only was like the proper physical aspect neglected but mental wasn't a concern at all and it's you know it's so interesting and ironic to me the way people will like even terrorize fat people you know just even thinking about like Lizzo's Instagram comments it's always people telling her that she's unhealthy and they're concerned for her health which is like first of all she, she did not ask for your health concern people have no real regard I think a lot of times for people's mental health, I mean, look at the way people treated Britney Spears, but it's like the fact that this society is so obsessed with like being skinny in the name of physical health and they will sacrifice and infringe willingly. They know that they're doing it. They will infringe on your mental health to tell you that you're not taking care of your physical health. Like, and the, the thing is though, what people know about physical health is like all pretty dodgy. Like phys what people tell what people tell us about what you're supposed to eat and how you're supposed to exercise has been largely like disproven and reproven and disproven on and on and off for years and years and years right and you know you're not necessarily unhealthy if you're fat I know a lot of people disagree with that but that's true that's true and obviously there's some people who run marathons every single day and are in the best you would think the best shape of their life and then they have a heart attack and then some fat people live till they're 100. So to assume what is proper physical health is pretty stupid and ignorant and presumptuous and just ridiculous, disgusting. However, mental health is like something that you, you know when you're down bad. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I feel like it's a almost less of a gray area in that way, <clears throat> in the sense of like, it's very easy for someone to struggle with mental health. And how do I explain this? It's like you can be many different shapes and sizes and there's very there's a million different ways to be physically well that may not present as like stereotypically what you would think of as like physically fit, but they're actually really healthy. Like again, Lizzo looks very healthy because when you watch like her dances, she, you have to be fit to do what she's doing. You know what I'm saying? To go on tour and sing and dance at the same time and do all those dances, you have to be fit to do that. Everyone knows. I would assume everyone knows that. Actually, you know what? One time, this is a funny story. One time, it's probably even not that funny to you. You had to be there, but I'm still going to tell it. One time I did the talent show at my, was it five, fifth or sixth grade talent show? at my um, elementary school. And obviously I, f I freestyle the solo, I put some jumps in it. You know, when you're younger and you're dancing, you always put a bunch of tricks in. It's kind of just how it goes. And I remember I got off stage and I was like panting 
And this girl in my class, her name was Alyssa, which was also almost my name. In case you were wondering, but it would have been spelled with an E. Anyways, her name was Alyssa. And she was backstage. And she, she was like, why are you so out of breath? As I got off stage, and I was like, what do you mean? And she was like, I didn't realize like it was that hard for you to do all that. And I was like, you're, stu you're stupid. You're stupid. Yes, dancing is hard. Dancing is exercise. It is cardi when your heart rate goes up. Anyway, but <clears throat> in order for Lizzo to dance the way she does, she has to be pretty fit, right? And yet people focus on trying to tell her that she's unfit and unwell, which would obviously put her mental health at risk is what I'm saying. And that is obvious to see. Like that is plain and simple. <sighs> people bullying people is obviously going to hurt their mental health, but people don't care about me mental health. Everybody just cares about physical health so that girls can keep being skinny and <sighs> the conveyor belt just moves along and along and along and capitalism can keep selling all their products to make girls try to be skinny and help girls try to be skinny and it's just all a lie, especially when we're talking about phys This is kind of what I'm trying to say, and I don't know how to articulate it properly, but I'm saying like most of what has been shaped as like the way to physical fitness is a ruse to benefit capitalism. Like all the things they try to sell you, you know this, all the diet pills and the flat tummy teas and stuff like that. But when it comes to mental health, it's like, that is paramount more than anything. So I don't understand why nobody is focusing on that as something that is like necessary to our society. Like think about think about how much less violent the entire world would be if everybody just meditated 10 minutes a day. Like I don't think people really realize how important it is to take care of their mental health, not just like for themselves, but for the world. For the world, like 90% of the reason most of us are kind of assholes is just because we're, we're in our head a lot and we're really anxious and irritated. And that's why, like, I've been meditating a lot. I've been doing a lot of yoga. I realized, so this is why, or this is how I take care of my mental health now more since I've been diagnosed and just since I've kind of figured out what's up with my brain. So I have to meditate every day. Obviously, like some days you mess up and you just don't get there. But pretty much I meditate every day and I've pretty much already been doing that. In addition to that, I make sure that I do some sort of yoga or stretching every day in the morning because I think I talked about this a little bit last time. A lot of your trauma and a lot of your issues are locked in your body. And it's really important for you to get that out for your, for your mental health. Like it, it exists in your body a lot of the time. So I try to get that out in the morning. I also need to journal. And I think I need to start journaling more before bed too. Sometimes I do, but sometimes I'm too tired to really give it my all, if you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> like today I journaled for probably like an hour. And what I've realized about myself recently is like, I can spend so much time alone just like, journaling, meditating, doing yoga, stretching, and literally just feeling my feelings. I could, I could do that for a while. And I think it's good. I think it's good for us to, I don't know, sometimes just sit with yourself and sit with your emotion. 
sit with your breath, sit with your brain, sit with your body. Like, you gotta... I don't know. I've been just feeling more of an urge to just kind of spend time with myself. Um, I think I've also realized, like, a lot of times when I hang out with people or feel the need to hang out with people, it's because it's, like, what I feel like I should be doing, if that makes sense. It feels like... I almost sometimes feel... I mean, I don't feel this way as much anymore, but before recently it would feel like I'm like wasting my time if I'm alone and I would always try and find out like ways to hang out with people and I would always just want to hang out with someone and whatever but now I've come to realize that I don't always enjoy my time when I'm hanging out with other people and you need to pay attention to that (laughs) and I don't even know how I didn't realize all this time like sometimes I do hang out with people but you don't like enjoy it as much or you, as if you were hanging out alone. And that's a good reason to just stay home and hang out alone. Spend more time with yourself. Not to say like, don't go out and socialize because we all need that. But I don't know. I'm spending more time alone also like as a protective method and not in a way of like, I'm not letting anyone in, but in a way of, I think I've, you know, come to realize in the past year or so that I'm, I mean, I've always known that I'm very sensitive, but I'm also not sensitive in an unnecessary way. People are just unnecessary, unnecessarily clumsy. Meaning like a lot of times, you know, I will say that this is probably more so men than women, but women do this too. But you'll meet more men who do this worse than you'll meet women who do this. Is like pe- people are just kind of like sometimes very sloppy in the way that they talk and they say things that are hurtful and offensive. And that can come from obviously the misogyny that's within them if, if we're talking about men, or it can come from, you know, sometimes people are just rude. Any gender, sometimes people are just rude. Or some pe- sometimes people are jealous or sometimes people just don't find the value in being kind and like really putting an effort to make sure they're nice and intentional with their words. And they'll dismiss it as, you know, oh, I didn't mean that or oh, I didn't mean it like that or you're taking this too seriously. All of those people I can't be around is something that I've, I've learned because like I'm, I'm a very sensitive person And especially when you're healing and you're very fragile, you need to kind of protect your energy in that way of like some people, some of these people are clumsy and they're messy and they're sloppy in the way that they communicate and talk and in their intentions. Like it's just, it's sloppy. And I have no interest in being around people who are just like sloppy with their, the way they expel their energy. Like they let it come out in ways that they don't mean to because they haven't dealt with their emotions and they're not careful about because for me yeah i'm super emotional and yes i'm super sensitive but i am never the person to like take my anger out on the people around me and not know it you know what i'm saying like obviously every once in a while every once in a while if you get angry and you're around a loved one and they drop something you might freak out like, yeah, sure, whatever. But I'm talking about people who really, really frequently leak their moods onto other people, not in a good way, you know? And I'm not saying like, if you're sad, 
like, yeah, you might be sad, but I'm saying people who end up saying hurtful things because they're repressing emotion. Yeah, that's what, that's the nail on the head is people who say hurtful things to people that are around them because they're like repressing their own emotion that they haven't dealt with. That's it. It's so clumsy. And people, it's really, it really comes down to self-awareness. Again, most of the time things come down to self-awareness. People who haven't done the work on themselves to be self-aware about like how they're coming off, what they're saying and how, like what it really means. People who aren't fully aligned and integrated, meaning they don't have integrity in the sense of they're not being who they say they are. They're not doing what they say they're going to do. Things like that, like most, so many people are in relationships and friendships with people that like really suck up their energy and are really clumsy in the way they expel their energy and in the way they communicate. And those people are not having a good time in those relationships and friendships. But I think a lot of times we feel the need to like always be a part of, you know, a part of something, a part of a group, a part of a friendship, a part of a relationship, a part of society. And we cut off pieces ourselves to fit and we take, we tolerate things that we wouldn't normally tolerate and things that make our souls shrink and shrivel up and die. And we do that in the name of the status quo and what things are and what things have always been. And, you know, something I'm realizing is like you create your own meaning, right? You create your own life, you create your own rules and your own boundaries. And it's like, if most people are just too clumsy with the way that they speak and the way that they act to be around you most of the time, then you don't have to be around people most of the time. And you can just stay home and be unbothered, queen. Like, it's it's really chill. Like, lately I've just been hanging out a lot with my family. And it's been lit. And you just, you, you get to decide what your relationships look like and what your life looks like and what val- what you value, what kind of time you value. I have recently realized I need to spend like at least two hours a day just being myself, stretching, journaling, feeling my feelings, just being in my own Pisces dream world. Like I need at least two hours a day to do that, if not four to eight. So I don't really like have time for any anything else. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> But yeah, it's important to kind of assess your own needs and make your own rules to take care of your mental health. So yeah, that's my video for today. Um, Don't forget to like and subscribe. I wrote an essay about my mental health on Patreon. Feel free to subscribe to that. I will link it down below. Um, You know, subscribe on YouTube, like this video, share this video with your friends, share it on your story or this podcast. And don't forget to send me a question on Instagram or email me if you want. I would love to get some of those and give you some advice. So yeah, that's it for this week's episode and I will talk to you next time. Bye.